thank you, Lord. We thank you today, Lord. We thank you today, Lord, as uh, even as we do the service, Lord, we are thinking of Jesus. We're thinking of the birth of your son and all that that means to us, Lord. Christmas has an important meaning, Lord, for us as your people, reminding us that you sent your only begotten son into the world. Hallelujah. So that he might come and he might bring life to us, a people who are dead and separated and in darkness and far from you, Lord. But we thank you even as we celebrate this day. We thank you as we get into the word today. Pray for your help, your anointing. And I pray for anointed ears today to hear. And we thank you so much. Amen. 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 I like Christmas. I just, you know, you know why I like Christmas? It's just kind of like it's kind of a happy time maybe. You know, and to get, and get together with families for, you know, parties and stuff like that. But it's just a kind of a fun time, pretty lights and, you know, all the bells and whistles out there. And uh, amen. What's that? Okay, no, it's good. I like that. Amen. God is love. Amen. I titled the message, Joy is Connected to Jesus. Amen. Joy is Connected to Jesus. Amen. And joy is so important in our lives to have that joy. You know, God does not want us discouraged, depressed, frustrated, any of that. But he made a way under the new covenant where we would never have to live under that. We learned to, as we learned to live in him. You see, in the old covenant, it was based on what you did. What you did right, you were right. If you did wrong, you were wrong. You were not in the favor of God in the old covenant. But under the new covenant, which is so much greater than the old covenant, he based it all on, it's not about what you do, but it's about who you are. It's about relationship. It's about based on that we are the children of God. And being the children of God gives us so much more benefits than back in the old covenant when we were servants and friends. But we're now the sons of God and no one's going to deny their own son. And it placed us in a whole different situation. This new covenant is so much greater. And it's what's greater about it is based on what Jesus did and not on what we do. And that's why when we really can understand that and really believe that, we don't ever have to be frustrated and discouraged and that whole nine yards is when we truly get the message that we are so right with God, that we are right with God. And that's an amazing thing, you know, because God wants us to have his joy. God wants his children happy. How many here are parents? Any parents in this place? How many people in here want, how many parents in here want your kids unhappy? Amen? No? No hands? No, we want our kids happy. We want our kids successful and fulfilled and having a good life. And the Lord does too. Joy is so important. It's all over the place in the Bible. It's all over the place. I just want to read some scriptures tonight. Today I was going to say tonight. Uh, This is not tonight. It's today. 
but I want to go through some of the scriptures where it talks about joy. And wherever Jesus is, there's a connection to joy. Amen. 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 First scripture, Tony. When they had heard the king, they departed. These are the wise men. Because remember at the time the king said, the wise men were looking for Jesus. They were following the star. And the king says, hey, when you find out where he is, you know, Herod says, you know, let me know. I want to come and worship him. But that wasn't Herod's heart. Herod's heart was to come kill the son of God, to kill him in his infancy, kill him so that he wouldn't take his throne away from him. So when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. There's joy. Very, you know, very right at the beginning of this whole thing, when they saw the star representing where the Lord was, there was joy, great joy. Joy there means, there's a couple of different joys I'm going to give you today, but this one means cheerfulness and calm delight. They were happy to see the star because they were going to go and they're going to see the King of Kings. Joy was with the forerunner. Who's the forerunner? No? John the Baptist. That's right. Next scripture, Tony. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. What is the prayer that was heard? Anybody know? What? No. That he would have a son. You're thinking, you're thinking of the prophet, the one that, uh, there was a prophet that was in there. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Might even, was, was it the same name maybe? Oh, Simeon. He danced? I missed that. I miss all the good stuff. Uh, but the angel said, fear not, Zacchaeus, for thy prayer is heard. And the prayer was, that we would have a baby, him and his wife. They wanted a baby. They were getting old now. And her womb was closed and they couldn't have a baby. But how many times in the Bible did the uh, old people have the baby? They had to wait. But you know, it's amazing when they had to wait. Something great came out of that. Amen? Something great came out of that. For thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Thank you. I knew there was more to it. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Talking about the forerunner. Thou shalt have joy, talking about his family, that joy and, and, and the people around him would have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Now, this joy is a different joy. This one is exaltation, extreme joy. 
gladness. At feasts, people were anointed with the oil of gladness, alluding to the inaugural ceremony of the anointing and used as an emblem of the divine power and majesty to which the Son of God has been uh, exalted. Um, this is the same definition that, joy, you know, he, he was anointed with joy above all his fellows. You know, he described about Jesus in Hebrews. He says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore thy God has anointed thee with the joy above thy fellows. See, there's a joy, and there's a joy above thy fellows. There's a great joy. But there was going to be a great joy, amen, when John the Baptist, the forerunner, was coming in. Seems like joy wherever this whole thing about Jesus is. Next scripture. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. That's an amazing experience that happened. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord, which should, should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. The babe leaped. I was trying to figure out who, who had uh, who had the joy. Who had the joy? Was it the mother or the baby? Uh, I think it was the baby. I look. I finally looked at Young's translation. He's pretty good. It said, "For lo, when the voice of thy salutation came to my ears, leap in gladness did the babe in my womb." So it sounded like it was, and don't quote me, I'm not going to get dogmatic who that's talking about. But it seemed like when they heard that salutation, she, Elizabeth, she screamed out. And then something happened. The baby, with joy, filled with joy, leaped in her womb. Powerful thing. That was powerful. All that happened was she came in and, Gave her salutation. I don't know what she said. I should look it up. But it's like me coming in and say, hello, how you doing? And everything goes wild. You know what I mean? But something powerful. She, she got, Elizabeth got excited with the salutation. She got excited about the Lord. There's something about getting excited about the Lord. Amen. Oh, revival, renewal is always good. There's always excitement and joy. 
You know why? It's because the presence of God there is in a powerful way. And I tell you, we're more and more where the presence of God is, more and more this joy, more and more this power, more and more this everything, very good. But she shouted out. When she shouted out something, she shouted out and the babe leaped inside of her. A few scriptures here. You don't have them, Tony. Don't turn to them. In Psalms 35, 27, it says, let them shout for joy. You're not waiting for that. It's telling us, let them shout for joy. You want joy? Well, shout for it. Something happened when Elizabeth, you know, shouted. She got excited. Joy. Filled that, touched that baby. There's something about joy. There's something about when you, when you shout out, there's something gets stirred. You know what? When a, when your kid's doing bad and you shout at them, they get stirred, don't they? They all of a sudden they hear. They heard me this time. They heard you that time. It's something about shouting. I don't, not endorse of shouting negative, but, but shouting is something that shakes things up. It just shakes things up. Shouting shakes things up. But let them shout for joy and be glad that that favor my righteous cause. Yay! Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. God has pleasure in our prosperity. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be strong in the power of his might. He doesn't want us crawling and begging, but he wants us to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen. And you are righteous. If you have Jesus inside of you, you are righteous. Because he made you righteous. He made you. For he was made sin for us when he went to the cross. For he, was, for he made him. For God made him, Jesus, to be made sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. We are the righteousness of God being in Christ. With this something there. So we are righteous. We got the righteousness of God. And he wants us to come. He says, he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. That's the bold. Bold is not arrogant. Bold is bold. Bold is because you know a lion is bold. A lion is bold. And we're lions in the tribe. In Psalms 132.9, it says, Let the priests be clothed with righteousness. We're all priests here. And let the saints shout for joy. I like the way it sounds. You want joy? Shout for it. There was an old song we used to sing. Donna, come up and give a song special here. Uh, you know, if you want joy, you must sing for it. You don't want me singing now. Remember that song? If you want joy. Uh, don't remember that? That's way back there. If, if you want joy, you must do. Amen. We won't get into that. But anyways, it was an old song we used to sing. Uh, but it says, and let them shout for joy. You know, when you're shouting, you're sounding like a lion. When you're shouting, you're sounding bold. 
Amen? How many, how many when you get aggressive and you get bold, you feel strong? Amen? Amen. There's something about it. But shout for joy. If we walk around like this, you know, we shout, we're walking around like this. You know what we're doing? We can't shout for joy because we're focusing and we're looking at something down here. We're looking at something that's earthly. We're looking at a problem. But no, that's not where God wants us to be looking. In Psalms 32, 10, and 11 says, now listen, many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all you that are upright in heart. Amen. All you that are upright in heart. There's something, there's something about joy and there's something about shouting for it. Try it. You may like it, but try it sometime. Try it sometime when you're kind of discouraged. Okay? Try it when you're discouraged sometime. Um, and, and I'm going to skip a script here, um, Tony, in Nehemiah 8.10. Okay? Uh, Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. Party time. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Another translation says, be not grieved. He's given a command here or instruction, however you want to take it. Both the same thing. Be not, do not be grieved. He's in that, and that just basically means to, um, to worry, pain, or anger, displeasure, grieve, hurt, make, be sorry, vex. He says, do not, you know, don't be these things. Well, what do you mean? Excuse me, Nehemiah. What do you mean? You're just going to tell me not to be that? That stuff's all real. Hurt, pain, all these things are real. And he says, you know, don't do that. Okay? That's like, you know, Audrey come up to me, and I, and Audrey comes up to me, she's crying. And she said, man, I'm really going through this thing. I just can't see, you know, I just can't seem to get out of it. And I give her some great wisdom. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's kind of like Nehemiah, you know what I mean? What do you mean? I got all this pain. You just said, don't, just don't do it. Well, the reason we can say that as God's people, neither be sorry. Why neither be sorry? What's the term I used? Greed. And neither be greed for this reason. Because there's something that can pull us out of that. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is, is powerful. And we can shout for it. We can shout for it. Next time you're having a hard time, try this. You know, when you're really going through something and you're really kind of focusing it. Stop and go into prayer for a moment, a few moments. 
and just begin to start to shout out to God, God, you're a great God. I thank you. you can go on in God. And just begin to shout out to God. Give that a shot. And I think you're going to see something a little bit different. It can pull us out of it. You know what I mean? We are free. We are free. We are totally free. We don't have to be bound to anything. Jesus came to set us free. A lot of times people don't feel free because they don't think they're free. We're already free. He's already set us free by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. Uh, Joy has a big part to do with the kingdom. And I'm going to quote a scripture here. We're all very familiar in it. I could probably ask Sophia and she could quote it. I say it so much. And then that's in Romans fourteen seventeen. It says, For the kingdom of God is not me to drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what's a description. That's a picture of the kingdom of God in our life. That's a picture of it is, is righteousness. And how many know that we are righteous, right? We're righteous not because of us, but by what Jesus said. Don't make me quote that scripture again. But it, uh, we are righteous. And because, you know, when, you're, when you feel right with God, you, or you, you feel right, or even if I feel right with Audrey, you know, with our relationship, and I feel right, you know what I mean? I feel there's no, nothing there. There's peace. When I feel right, when we feel right with God, when we feel right with God, we feel peace. Do you know what I mean? There's no, you know what I mean? We've gone through the, uh, we've gone through the up and down, the roller coaster. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. One day he loves me. He loves me not when we were mixed up in mixture. And we know what that's like. But you know, that's not the case. You know, because remember those times back in the roller coaster days. When we had the mixture of the law, and you know, you feel like you're failure, and you feel like you, you feel bad, you feel awful, you, and you know, then, but then all of a sudden you feel you're right with God. Guess what? You feel good. You feel at peace. It's nice. It's one of the moments I'm, I'm doing right with God. He's happy with me. But see, righteousness, peace follows righteousness. When we know we're right, that's why it's so important to know we're right. And when, we, when we're righteous and we know we're righteous and we have that peace, joy is available to us. It's hard to have joy when we don't have peace. They go together. But it's a big part of what the kingdom is about. This is, this is a kingdom we're living in. There's a kingdom inside of us. And this is what it's all about. This is a picture of it. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I'll just read it from the Amplified. After all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes. But instead, it's a righteousness. That state which makes a person acceptable to God and heart, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. But joy is so very important. Joy is a powerful thing in our life. Hallelujah. Joy is a power. Jesus brought joy. Jesus brought joy. We're talking, believe it or not, we're still, we're talking about Christmas today. You know, Jesus brought joy. Joy is all a part of that. But in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, Oh, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's a strengthening that goes into our life. 
when we have joy. Amen? It strengthens us. It strengthens us. It, guess what? Take what's, Let me ask you a good question. I don't even know it. I haven't thought about it. What's the opposite of joy? Not on joy. What? I'm sorry? Sorrow? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely good. Sorrow would be good, you know? And the thing is, if the joy of the Lord is our strength, what is the sorrow? It weakens us. It weakens us. The more we're sorrowful, the more we're hurt, the more we're grieved, the more we're frustrated and discouraged. That weakens us. Do you see why God doesn't want that in our life? And we can have joy. It's ours as believers. It's ours. It's a gift, you could say. It's also a fruit, but it's a gift that comes because you got peace. And peace is a fruit, but it's also a gift. And so that's ours. And we got peace because we got righteousness. We have that. So joy, we have joy. We need to realize. We need to access it. We need to use it. We need to knock on the door of joy. We need to shout for joy. Isaiah 12, 2 and 3 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, because of this, because of this, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. I'll be the bucket of, no, um, amen, uh, private joke. The, okay, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. The wells are in here. Okay? Drawing with joy. We draw from the wells of salvation. Right? Didn't Jesus say that in John seven thirty seven and 38? In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's where it's coming out from inside of us. It's powerful. It's powerful. Amen. And I just want to finish with this. Amen. What we do in our life matters. It does matter. How we how we serve God does matter. We have the grace of God on our life, and that's there. And that's, you know, that is ours. But what we do in our life does matter. I'm going to read a quote here. Jesus' devotion to God resulted in our lives being changed by his grace. Our devoting our lives to God results in affecting others' lives. Okay, I'll read that again. Famous, famous quote. Jesus' devotion to God resulted in our lives being changed by his grace. In our devoting our lives to God, it results in affecting other lives. Amen. Quoted by Steve Jenkins. 
But that's the reality. That's the reality. People say, well, you know, it's just a grace, you know, under the grace of God. Yeah. But what if Jesus would not have devoted himself? And what if Jesus would have never done what the Father wanted? What if Jesus just came to the earth and, you know, and just kind of did his own thing? Guess what? He'd still be in favor with God the Father. God loves the Son. But what Jesus did, he says, okay, okay, my life is here. I got the very ability. You know, Jesus prayed. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, if you can take this cup away from me, the cup of going to the cross. He didn't want that. But, but what, what did he always do? He says, but not my will, but thy will be done. He always did the Father's will. But Jesus had a mission. And because of his mission that he was on, it affected our lives. And our lives affect, can affect other lives. The greater the anointing on our lives, the greater effect that we can have on others' lives. Amen. Aren't you glad about that? It just goes along with God's, what God says. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The reality is, is that God loves us. He's with us. His blessing is all over us. Oh, but you know what? We want to affect other lives. Okay, let me uh, read a scripture. Acts, I think it could be my last one. Acts 2, starting in verse 42. There was revival going on. And they were and they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and a prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who believed were together and had all things in common. They brought all this, sold this stuff, and said, brought it to the, brought and put it all in common. Whoever needed what got from there. I'm not saying we have to do that today. And they began selling their property and possessions, were sharing them with all as everyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness. That's that one, um, the gladness is with joy, that one where the more exciting excited one, and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to the number day by day of those who were being saved. Revival's a great time. They were in the midst of revival. Great things are happening, revival. When revival's happening, the power of God is, is all over the place and many things are happening. But it said one thing about those people in the midst of that, it says, um, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread. That word continue, I mean, they, to, they attended constantly. Oh, man, did they have an eye for God. Their attention was not all over the place, but the Lord had their attention, and they were rewarded with great joy, great joy. Aren't you glad about that? Joy of the Lord and God's joy. God's joy is ours. And we have it because of what he did for us. And he wants us to not let it go. He wants us to not let it go. It's ours. Because we're in the kingdom, it's ours. 
And if you don't have it, we need to shout for it. Sometimes we do have to shout for it because we do go through our struggles and we do forget the Lord. And all of a sudden, our, my, our focus is somewhere else. But then as we begin to shout for joy, joy, man, it's right from the beginning. When Jesus, the prophecies with his mother and his aunt and Zacharias and all them, joy, joy, joy is so very important part with the believer. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> I want to be where my life affects lives. I want my life to affect lives. I don't want to just be here, live through my life, and again to the end of my life, and uh, and I had a good life where everything was good and had some of the blessings of God. I don't know about you, but I know one thing. I want my life to affect lives. I want my life to affect lives. So why don't we stand and we're going to pray today. Amen. 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 This message today is about joy. But I really think that I think anytime we hear a message we need to evaluate and look where am I today? Where's my heart? Where am I today? And don't, don't, they'll be thinking, oh, boy, what's he going back to the law? I'm not going back to the law. 